Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity to come and celebrate your life and our life in you. We pray that these words may speak to our hearts so that we can speak a message of your love to the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Great green globs of greasy, glimy glow for guts, mutilated monkey meat, swimming in a bowl of feet, French fried eyeballs rolling down a dirty street, and me without my spoon, but I got my straw. Any of you remember that song? It's an oldie but goodie. Some of you are like, no, I've never heard that song. It's disgusting. You're right, it is disgusting. And the truth is, I'm kind of disgusting too. Let's be honest. I have a shirt that says, I'm a pastor, don't look so surprised. <laughs> and, and if you know me, you know this to be true because, you know, I'm, I'm also a preacher's kid. And if you know anything about how preacher's kids used to be, certainly not the angels that I've raised, but if you know anything about preacher's kids, we're the worst. And I mean, honestly, you know, my language, it's not always very, well, what's the word, clean. Um, and you know, I, I tend to say things that aren't always overly appropriate. And I mean, look, when it comes to a five second rule, I have no five second rule. If I know who dropped it on the ground and I know, you know, basically how it got there, I'll eat it. It doesn't matter. It could be hours, days. It's okay. I mean, look, when I worked at Camp Lutheridge as a counselor, I literally made my then girlfriend, now wife, vomit because of something gross that I did. I'm disgusting. I admit it. And, and the thing is, because of that disgustingness, I can be a little bit offensive sometimes. And I get it honest. I mean, I really do. You know, not from my mother's side. You know, they're, they're nice and holy people. But my father's side, you know, the one that's also a pastor, um, horribly disgusting family all the way up. Uh, you know, my father used to be the primary disciplinarian. You know, if, if we stepped out of line, if we did something rude and crude, you know, he would be the one to sort of put a stop to it. But, you know... That didn't always work at the dinner table because my older brother or me would say something that was totally inappropriate, totally shouldn't be said at the dinner table, and my mother would look at us and then look to my father for his comment, to which he would be rolling in laughter, which probably wasn't the best, oh, I don't know, idol that we should follow, but it's true. And so then our wives, they were given a special gift. It's called the Mims Eye Roll. It, it helps them survive, um, my brother and me, because they'll just look at us and roll their eyes, as I see some of you do when you hear me talk. I know how it is. But the reality is, sometimes I do and say things that's inappropriate at wrong times, and I can be a bit offensive. And so, if I've ever offended you, first off, let me say, you know, I'm sorry. But also let me say, get over it. Because here's the thing. We, as a society lately, have been so easily offended about everything, haven't we? Oh my gosh, it is so easy to offend someone. Now, let me just say that there are some things that are truly offensive. You know, racism, homophobia, things like that. That's offensive. There's a line that you can cross. Don't cross that line. But what's going on now is that line is getting smaller and smaller, and there's less and less things that we can say without offending someone. You know, if you just express your opinion and it doesn't agree with someone, they're offended. 
Heaven forbid you don't say something that's along the right lines. You know what I mean? For some reason, at certain workplaces, you can't put anything religious up at all. Because if somebody sees it, they could be offended. How? How does seeing something offend someone else? I mean, how is that? How does that even make sense? And, and what's worse is we have people who get offended on behalf of someone else. If you say somebody that say something that might hurt someone else's feelings, they'll be offended for them, even if it wouldn't really offend that person. Everybody's offended about everything right now. And we are so afraid that somebody might say something that might hurt our feelings. It's as if we have the, the offensive police going around just to make sure that everybody says the right things and does the right things and doesn't cross any lines. Which means that as they hear today's gospel reading, folks are really offended. Because in this passage, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is disgusting. I mean, did y'all hear what he was saying? I mean, let me go ahead and put a, you know, a warning label on this entire sermon because, you know, our insurance company advised us to do so. But um, just so you know, that if you are offended by thoughts of cannibalism, this sermon ain't for you. Because did you hear what he said? Just listen to this. Jesus said... I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. Okay. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. I'm sorry, what? And the Jews who were standing there, they were a bit offended. And they were like, did, did he just say what I think he said? Surely he didn't mean that we're supposed to eat his flesh. And so they were disputing among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And so Jesus, rather than clarifying things and saying, I don't really mean that. You know, it's a metaphor for this. No, Jesus doubled down. And he's like, um, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For the flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Can we just all say together, ugh? I mean, is he really saying that we're supposed to eat his flesh and drink his blood? Well, maybe. Because when you hear that phrase, what do you think of? Confirmation students, anyone? Communion. We think of Holy Communion, right? Because when we gather at this table, we say, this is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. We literally believe that that's the body and blood of Christ. Don't we? That, that Jesus is in with and under the bread and the wine. That's what Lutherans believe. That that is, that is the true body and blood of Christ. Okay? And yet, we're offended too. Even though we know this and we understand all about communion because, you know, we, we've been taking it our whole lives, we're sort of offended by that whole concept. The concept of communion is offensive because of all the things that have divided denominations in Christianity over the years, communion is the biggest one. Because, you know, well, is it really the bread and the wine? Is it 
actually the body and blood? Or is it just a symbol? Or is it not? Or should it be wine or grape juice? Or should we say these words or these words? Or does it have to be covered or uncovered? Or do we have to stand up? Or can we stand in our pews? Or, or this or that? Or can we do it virtually online? Or can we do All of these arguments about this meal that's supposed to gather us together. It would be like if you were planning a Thanksgiving meal in your family and y'all had an all-out war on what you were going to eat. It sort of defeats the purpose, right? Because we get all bent out of shape on a meal. And what's even more offensive to people is who's welcome to this meal? Do you have to take a certain class? Do you have to be a certain age? Do, do you have to believe a certain way? Do you have to have... have uh, um, do you have to be a member of a certain church or, or think of it this way or think of it that way? Or better yet, is it open to absolutely everybody? And see, that's probably the most offensive part of all. That our Lord and Savior would open his table to everyone. And on the surface, that sounds great until we start thinking who everyone is, right? Because everyone's fine as long as we're in the everyone part. But what about those people? Those people don't belong. To have those people there, well, that's just plain offensive. See, that's the first offensive part about what Jesus was saying. If you talk about communion. However, what he's really talking about is the fact that the flesh that he gives for the life of the world, it's his life. And that is really offensive, isn't it? The fact that God Almighty came to this world and died gave his life for ungrateful, unworthy sinners, what could be more offensive than that? Well, how about the fact that those same very people don't appreciate that sacrifice? Because we, we see it and, you know, we acknowledge it, maybe Christmas and Easter and a couple services in, but, I mean, does it really change our lives the way it's supposed to? He gave his life for you and me. And we're asked to sacrifice in response? Oh, now you've gone from preaching to meddling right there. Because we are definitely not going to sacrifice because that is the most offensive of all. How dare anyone ask us to give something up, right? I mean, how many preachers along the way have ever gotten in trouble for talking about money? Why is that? Because we dare talk about sacrificing our hard-earned cash. Or how about we talk about, you know, participating in ministries? Well, then i got to sacrifice my time. Or what's worst of all right now in, in this culture that we currently live in? Y'all would rather hear me talk about money or time all day long than you would talking about me having to sacrifice our freedoms. Because in this day and time, heaven forbid anyone ask me to do something that I'm not okay with. Something that... that offends me personally something that even though it help, might help other people out puts me out because it makes me uncomfortable it makes me not okay my friends you and I are called to be sacrificial just as Jesus is sacrificial just as Jesus offers his flesh for the world as followers of Christ we too are, off, are called to be sacrificial and that means we have to give some things up. We have to give up some of our time. We have to give up some of our money. We have to give up some of from our own rights and freedoms. Because we are called to love our neighbor. We are called to be sacrificial to those people 
over there, the ones who are outcasts, the ones that nobody welcomes, the ones that don't belong. We sacrifice ourselves for them because he sacrificed himself for us. Brothers and sisters, we are invited to a table, a table in which all are welcome. All are welcome. And sometimes that's offensive. Thanks be to God. Amen.